0: All right, welcome to episode two, the second check-in. We thought we'd do this weekly. (laughs) No, this is gonna be every other week.
1: Yeah, no. Just
0: to have some sort of consistency. (laughs) Too much. And I wanted to first ask you how your week has been. have you had a good couple weeks with, uh, with uh, your meetings and zoom things and extracurriculars Man. has anything interesting happened to you
1: i know one person on this call knows the interesting thing i'm about to share <laughs> well after a week of like okay we could do this i could do this you know boss has approved that you know Fran, whatever you gotta do to take care of your family um my team's understanding my husband has been encouraging me. And with all that, I still had some breakdowns. <laughs> just still had some like, but I want to be my best. And I had to be like, stop freaking trying to be your best. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. And I think after all that, um, I realized that there's just going to be trials and failures and uh, moments we have to be vulnerable. But I have to tell you this one thing in particular, babe.
0: What might that be?
1: Um. So... People have been chatting like what your, what type of virtual platform we should use, right? Zoom, uh, Google Meets, Hangouts, uh, YouTube Live, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like, you gotta be careful because there's hackers and people are getting into these Zoom meetings. Yes. Well, I did a workout, right? Did you? No names. I'm not gonna say no names. No names. names. The no names. workout was bought, man. I was, woo! And I was listening to Lean On Me. So I was like, getting it, right? The workout was about to be on the cool down. We were like on the last rep. I was like, woo! yes and all of a sudden i'm looking at the screen keep in mind the 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 coach she was phenomenal and i'm just like what the heck is that it was some male genitals on the screen and then he was doing his thing all up on the screen all the people who were on it were like i mean it was hilarious it was hilarious and disturbing all at the same time like all at the same time i didn't even know what to do like I looked at it, was like, no, nah, that can't be it. And I'm like pulling away, trying to like turn it off like this. And the other people are kind of like, what is that? And they're like, oh shoot. So it was, it was a very daunting, traumatic moment. But I have to say, like it what it did is it, it made it very clear to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: why we have to be careful and the way we're using virtual platforms. Like I just was like, okay, God, clear as day. We gotta be mindful. We can't just do this recklessly and just sign up and do live and live and be cool with putting it all over the place. We got to be mindful. Like even today, I'm like, oh, how are we gonna do this? So that was my week.
0: Yeah, I, that's that was one of the revelations. <laughs> A lot of faculty were being crashed in their classes. A lot of college faculty have been yeah. crashed, and people just leaving racist messages and and hateful things and different imagery. So uh, it happened to you. That was my wake up call that it happened to you. And yeah. I think I was on the other end washing dishes so i could see something happen and i could hear it was funny to me because i just heard a quick the workout instructor just ended the workout real yeah quick. so i definitely knew something happened yeah. um, for me i've been in a, a few a, quite a few more meetings and class sessions over the past two weeks and something that happened to me was um just professionalism and things that now people are in their homes mm-hmm. or different meetings you know we have our cliques mm-hmm. And we might not say things that are, that we'd say in a meeting, um, but now we're in our homes, so it's part social, part, you know, the only social interaction a lot of folks are having. And uh, um, I guess to summarize quickly, there was a Inland Empire slur, uh, IE slur, I didn't even tell you. Uh, they were saying, you know, what's the equivalent of something, what would be like a icon for the beach colleges, What would be an icon for the, uh, central colleges, the rural colleges, mm-hmm. and there was something came out. We'll be a icon for the inland empire colleges. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, oh, can we get like a meth addict or something? And it was like, wow. really? Did y'all forget I'm in here? Y'all wow. forgot where I teach. Yeah. I'm Repping Valley today. Yeah. So y'all almost forgot. So it was a little uh just a reminder right that people are a little bit more comfortable yes. than the other words would be. So absolutely. That was my week. But let's get started. We have three Uh, wonderful topics but to do that today we wanted to bring in a guest there's a lot of things that Fran and I have insight to and a lot of things that we know but there's also a lot of things that we don't know and we have unquestioned we have questions about so uh, we brought in a good a good friend of ours increasingly becoming a better friend um, increasingly Spending a lot more time with her and her family. Yeah. I absolutely adore her husband. He's the coolest dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she has some stories to tell you guys. I'm we'll, sure,
0: I'm sure. But This yeah, woman yeah, yeah. will
1: hold nothing back. Yes. I mean, and, and I was just talking to her yesterday and was just like, man what I love and appreciate about you is that you give it to people raw how do you give it to everybody like that and she was like man how do I do it and she was talking to one of our mutual friends and you know just the way this person connects with people in a way that she will tell them openly how to look at themselves in a mirror and then love you at the same time but be like did you not see the mirror I'm not gonna let you go until you see it so um She's, she's my girl. She's definitely um, taught me a lot and she's brought out the best in me in so many ways other than just education. So she always reminds me to, to, to be unapologetic and um, She's always taught and been a model of what it means to be comfortable
0: being uncomfortable. And that's, so, how, we introduce, I love her. that's how we do introductions on this. We don't yes. your titles and all of that. We, we, nah. talk, we talk about your spirit. Yes. Man. So yes. go ahead. Who, who we got, babe?
1: We got the most beautiful, amazing, dynamic trailblazer, Shanae Bowman, Assistant Superintendent of, of Upland Unified, um, joining us right now. Shanae, what's up, girl? Hey. Thank you guys for inviting me.
2: Um, this was early for me. Uh, <laughs> I know. On a Saturday. Old out of bed
1: about 1045 to be ready for this. Um, oh,
0: you, you got out of bed early then. 15 right. minutes, that's I early. had to
1: wake up and I'd be like, babe, the, the link's not posted. Babe.
2: <laughs> be unapologetic. And what I actually remind her is that she is unapologetically dope.
1: Yes. She even got me a shirt. I wore it the first, the first one too, yep. Shanae. Today I'm wearing Love Is Key. So every day I want to try. I don't know. I'm sorry, Shanae. this takes a little moment, but I've been wanting to wear like shirts for every meetings that are intentional to speak a message. I don't know something like that. I've been wanting, wanting to do. So if anybody has shirts out there and they want me to buy them, I want to buy them and support you. But yeah, that shirt, unapologetically dope. Unapologetically dope I wear that intentionally because of you
0: so yeah yeah i just want to wear shirts all right <laughs> so the first question i want is that the first topic we want to discuss is the announcement came from tony thurman that schools in california are going to be closed uh, or campuses are going to be campuses. closed for the duration of the 2020 2019 2020 school year um i'm curious As a superintendent, assistant superintendent, way up at the top, how does that decision get made? How does it go from local um, campuses and and local districts all the way up to the top? How does that get coordinated? What are your thoughts, insights? Just how does that happen?
2: Well, I don't know if everyone knows here that that initially was um, an accident. That letter got published before it was intended to. So that letter originally went to all of the superintendents in the actual state of California in a phone conference. Mm-hmm. And it was a draft letter that was was to speak to if they decided that they wanted to close their schools, this is how he would support them. It was not supposed to be posted, that final decision was not supposed to be made until Thursday. Unfortunately, because he shared it on a digital platform, one of the county superintendents posted it on social media and then mm-hmm. it went, and there was no backing out so right. the decision was made prematurely and it was not intended to be a state decision it was intended to be a letter of support to county superintendents who decided to go that route so our state made a uh, um some made a decision sooner than
0: uh oh looks like we may have lost decision. The, so oh, so there we, back. Go. we got it back okay so you said this the state yeah you're back so you're saying that the state wasn't supposed to make that uh, a guideline or mandatory? That's supposed to be a recommendation?
2: Yeah, I was, privy mm-hmm. a, um, I was privy to a state email string where they all were emailing each other. And that was just an offer of support support from Tony Thurman. It wasn't an official um, thing. And one of them, unfortunately, posted it. So we went prematurely to this decision. To be honest with you, I think we should have waited another couple of weeks. Um, I think this coming out as soon as it did, um, has given permission for some people to um, check out a learning already for the rest of the year. Mm. Um, because immediately right after the announcement, then several districts decided to close. And in that decision to close, several districts started talking about grading and assessment. And unfortunately several districts have already issued letters saying that a student's grade can only improve, it can't, it can't go down. So you've got just about every student who's receiving an A right now
1: completely checked out of learning for the rest of the year.
0: Wow.
1: That's that's the tough part. And, and especially also too, um, there wasn't clarity on it. So I had coaches who were on spring break, or teachers that were on spring break, asking me how do they respond to emails from their students. And so like even the chain going down, the districts didn't have communication yet to the teachers and the teachers didn't have communication yet for the students so they don't know what to say I even had a teacher say Fran I'm ceasing you on this email because I don't know what to say to this kid and I want to make sure I got my back watched and and it was just it was a hyper stress so even in that moment I mean what did that being that year in assistant soup Shanae what did that do for you and watching what it did to your your teachers to your administrators to the leaders that you're working with in your district like how did that transpire and what did you see come of that a lot of stress
2: um a lot of panic um unfortunately with the state revealing that news without guidance on how to move forward Mm -hmm. it just created a lot of people kind of scrambling to figure out how to communicate to families and we went into reactionary mode my district has stayed in Prevention and um, support and proactive mode, and then Wednesday made us all the whole state went into reaction mode.
0: Wow.
1: And and I want to ask you this just because I know you've had to deal with this on a on a macro scale, and the fact that you're in the the superintendent's office, can you give us some examples of what you had to do specifically to help? ease the stress or the frustration or um, the reactionary that was going on what did you do to step in or what did you do to to process this yourself so on Wednesday I drank a lot of alcohol
2: <laughs> um, I, w- I was pissed I wanted to call the state and cuss at people mm. like have do, are we making any decisions that's thinking about kids right now but what but I went to but that night I watched Kumo before I went to bed and I saw a man who lost his husband, who was a doctor who didn't have protective equipment. Y'all might've saw that episode. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped feeling sorry for myself and my kids and my situation. Woke up, happy to wake up. And on Thursday, what I realized is the real issue is that K-12 has to ask itself right now, are we a learning educational system or a performance educational system? Because if we're a learning system, then the grades shouldn't matter right now then the fact that school isn't closing shouldn't learning right now the conversation should be only about what are we going to do between now and the end of the year to make sure kids are still learning Mm. everybody's jumping to the what are we going to do about grades what are we going to do about assessing kids what are we going to do well are we a learning organization or a performance organization that's the question we have to ask ourselves and that's the question that we're currently asking ourselves in upland Um, and working with our union to talk about that because we're not gonna do what Chafee did. So let me tell you what Chafee did. Mm Chafee said that grades can only improve, they can't go down. That's, so Chafee, all the high schools in Chafee say grades can only improve, they can't go down. And again, the problem with that is a bunch of learn, a bunch of students are gonna check out of learning. So we're not willing to do that in Upland. Um, We're just, we're still working through it to figure it out. This is, we're kind of thinking about going to a UC Santa Cruz model, I think it is, um, Mm -hmm. where, um, you qualitative credit, grading. You yep. Qualitative grading, a credit for yeah. no credit. And if you want a letter grade, you can put in a request for a letter grade. Um, we're looking at some different models, but our mo- whatever we choose is going to be. How do we keep kids learning from now to the end of the year?
0: Right, right. So I want to switch it up a little bit because part of what we always have to do when we check in is mm-hmm. talk about the educator, but then talk about the whole person and how are you doing and how is your family doing? Um, so that being said, you talked about the stress. How is it for you with your family, how are you able to navigate, you know, being an educator, going through this and going through the, the different decisions and the directions and proactive to, to reactive, mm-hmm. and then being uh, uh, you and you as a wife, you as a mother, you as a, a friend, how are you holding up?
2: Um, I was pretty good until Wednesday, like I mentioned. Um, I'll be honest with you, this digital, the work of being an administrator in this digital world um, right now and digital educational system right now is making us work more than we ever worked before, 24 hours a day. So I had to set boundaries really early on. Um, and I found out that my principals weren't setting those same boundaries, which me- meant their teachers weren't. So everybody stressed the hell out because mm. they're being 24 hours available. So I basically told them to stop it on Thursday. Um, Um, All of my principals have to build work plans. And I told them I want to see evidence of uh, self-care in their work plans. Um, I want to know what their cutoff hour is. Um, I want to know how they're modeling that for their teachers. Um, Their teachers need to have office hours and need to cut it off with parents. And they need to not be uh, communicating with families late at night and vice versa. Um, So um, for me, uh, this is my spring break week. It's official this week. Mm-hmm. I told everybody, don't text me, don't call me, don't email me, I'm not available. And so it's really, mm-hmm. how, to, how do you balance um, serving and supporting folks and still modeling for them, your own boundaries for your own kids. My kids haven't seen me very much in the last month. Um, I put them all on a work plan um, this week as well. So from nine to three, they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't happy about it, but I think- If they're, you're working, they're working. Exactly, the only person not working in this household right now is my husband, he ain't uh-huh. doing shit.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm not to cuss on. <laughs> yeah you can cuss okay.
1: but tell us what your husband did do though today that offer, actually offered some um uh, some uh physical uh movement and opportunities for your family <laughs> oh ordered that six hundred dollar trampoline that's what you're talking about <laughs> oh.
0: yeah we have
2: a trampoline so everybody's jumping I love how she said a $600 (laughs) trampoline. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Not the name, not not the size.
2: No, it's a $600 trampoline. A huge trampoline where a lot of jumping and and,
1: uh, gymnastics is happening, so we're getting that physical in. You know, it seems to me, like, in, in your own approach, even I love how you're vulnerable about your own situation as a way to understand how you can help others address it in themselves. And the first thing you know to do is to model it. And the other thing I know you're great at doing and and you're so effective at this, is you're in a position where you can make a system to apply this idea of wellness and um, taking care of yourself as a priority, where, if you're in positions sometimes where you're like, you guys got to take care of us, you know, people don't listen to that. But if it's now coming from the leader who's asking you to submit your work plans and I need it to be part of your work plan, it now becomes intentional. It now becomes something I'm helping you at first hold you accountable, but then secondly, help you to actually feel that overall wellness because you'll perform better and then I'll perform better and then we'll feel better for our kids ultimately. So, so I applaud that, Shanae.
0: And I want to turn that into a question. So how do you do that going forward and in the future when, you know, all of this is, is done? Is that something you're looking to build in, you know, work plans mm. and cutoff times into kind of, you know, what teachers are expected to do, you know, next school year, the following school year? Yeah. Or is it back to business?
2: No, I think that um, if we don't come back better than we were before we left, then what o- this whole time was wasted. Because we actually have time to build systems now. Usually you're running around after kids, dealing with parents. I mean, the day of a school, the school day of any administrator that's leading a school is a day of reaction because you're, you just can't get ahead. Mm-hmm. So right now they can. So if they don't come back, I told them, if you don't come back with clearer systems, with things set up to go for next year, with stronger relationships with your staff, like if you don't come back better, then you wasted this entire time. So looking ahead for us is really recognizing that you know a lot of um the, the students are digital natives right this is their world they're mm-hmm. laughing at us as adults um we're the immigrants we just got our we just got our official citizenship into the world, <laughs> right um and so we should be better connected to them and to each other as a result of this new citizenship we just received
0: wow i love that so let's let's do our jimmy v topics Okay. Can I ask out. one
1: real quick question that yes, just came to my yes, mind because yes. I'm always thinking of the people on the, on the call. Sinead, when you, when you um, talk about overall wellness and how to display that on a work plan uh, for these administrators, but right now with all these educators from different facets on the call, what are some examples that you have seen or do you experience or you're practicing that help wellness? Because some people who are just driven to be I wanna use the word workaholics, but are just driven to the do the work for community. How do they stop that? Because that's just, it's a gift and a curse, like you've said before. How do you stop that and take care of your wellness? What are some examples or quick tips that you might suggest?
2: Sure, so I have a new principal's academy for all my brand new principals, and I actually helped them build their work plans on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so what it looked like was potentially sleeping in, so you don't have to get up as early as you did before. So first meetings um, not starting before 9 a.m. Um, it also looks like a, a blocked off lunch hour because most educators don't take a lunch. They usually they're talking to kids, parents and teachers. Um, and so it's actually a protected lunch time that you actually share with your staff so they know they cannot contact you during that lunch time. And then um, so one principal says she's going to do mindfulness in the morning and at the end of the day. Um, so mindfulness, um, there's a couple mindfulness apps that they're using for that. Some of them talked about doing yoga um, throughout the day as well. Um, um, Also having, again, that cutoff time and communicating that cutoff time, that's a big one. Um, Think if there's any other things I've heard. A lot of people are walking during their lunch hour, so that's a big part too, building in um, walking. And then the other thing is um, they all agree to generating a self-care list from their staff of things the staff commits to doing and sharing that back out to everybody. So people know some uh, strategies because you're right. A lot of people don't even know. The term sounds nice, but people don't know what to do. Right.
1: And, 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 and something that we talk about all the time in our group is. Um, I, I just happen to be blessed to be part of an amazing group of educators, women of color, strong. We talk about we don't ever want to stop the work, so our brain is constantly working. COVID, non-COVID, we're just always thinking and always wanting to do that work. So I appreciate you giving these awesome suggestions. And um, if you find any more, Sinead, please send them our way. Oh, there's, so we can there's one more thing. There's one more thing I told the principals. I
2: want you to measure your success right now by mm. how supported your staff feels.
0: Mm. Wow. And friend is taking notes on this this is real teacher real educator they real learner lifelong learner taking notes on this you got to be able to post this for for everyone
1: yeah I yeah i don't know think we, I I think we know. can
0: post this in so so yeah, i'm an immigrant we'll to
1: technology <laughs> so i got figure out how to do that to you guys
0: so we will post this we've been uploading this as youtube it's actually a spotify podcast i haven't been sharing that out to a lot of people oh, but yeah. in the description we'll post some of the notes and the tips and That'd be very helpful. Uh, One of the things I'd like to close out is with uh, coach Jimmy V uh, in his speech on ESPN recommended that we do three things every day. So in our check-in, we want to reflect on those three things with Shanae. The first one that we are to do is to laugh. Uh, The second thing that we're to do is to think, solve a problem or have a profound thought. And the third thing that we are to do is to be moved to tears with joy. So uh, Shanae, over the past two weeks, has anything made you laugh? Share what has made you laugh, what has made you think or have a profound thought, even though you've already shared quite a few with us, mm-hmm. and what has moved you to tears with joy?
2: So the laugh is the memes. The memes are giving me life right now. Like, especially, <laughs> especially the memes of the parents who are stressed out, they don't know what to do with their kids. Right. Um, we created an email called Ask Upland, For family, so if a family member has a question they're unable to get answered, they can email Ask Upland. And it's linked to all my directors and coordinators who are responsible for responding to any. So I get them too. So one, uh, a dad who's a single dad and he's a cop, he sent us an email and wanted to know, since the year is closed for the rest of the year, is he getting a tax break? Because now he's a teacher, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I, the, the meme, it, 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 they are, they're really, I laugh. Every day, there's a meme that I have to laugh out loud at. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the question that I still am responsible for answering, which is um, how am I going to um, engage students in learning for the rest of this year, yet still have an equitable and fair grading system?
0: Right right
2: um so that's what that thing I'm thinking every day about that right now right Um, let y'all know what we come up with and then crying from joy was um, Wednesday uh, Wednesday afternoon um, we decided to um, get students voice on this topic so the ASB students at the high school were on a a joint phone conference with cabinet superintendent assistant suits and the seniors uh, of ASB seniors Um, and uh, man they were just those kids were so awesome um, they, they, they put their teachers on blast. They let us know which teachers haven't been posting, um, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah. They <laughs> <gave> us <laughs> several ideas of what we should consider. Um, mm. they said we should probably go to no credit credit for seniors. So we don't mess them gra- graduating, but the other grades should have to get grades. Mm. Um, they wanted to make sure that, um, they said themselves that if we don't have grades, that they will check out of learning. And they were high scholars. So, wow. um, so we're yeah. It was I. It was the highlight of my week was hearing their voices, um, talk about things that we hadn't even thought of, and right. a reminder to have student voice in these decisions we're making. Right.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's. I, I I just think that's so dope how you remember to go to the direct source of our students it's our kids right now that is our source that will give us insight and then you go to the next source teachers then you go to the next source administrators then you go to the next source the leaders that around you and then you go to outside resources so that's powerful of it's a powerful way of how you speak to you trying your best at your position to meet all the people that you're servicing it's awesome okay what are yours Oh man, okay, so my joy, um, what made me smile was my dad's birthday yesterday. That was fun. So we did a virtual Pops birthday party. Is on
0: the video chat too right now. They, the podcast won't be able to hear us, but on the Zoom, you can see Olivia. Oh, they you just walked away.
1: my mom and dad on there, so cute. They're uh-huh. both watching. My mom's getting my dad right now to tell him, get on the phone. Uh, but it was so much fun. We, we got our family on there, whoever could get on there, and we needed the first like 10 to 15 minutes to let people get on the the, the chat or the, the the Zoom and then teaching everybody how to do it. And then what was so fun about that is we asked um, all the grandkids, what's their favorite thing about Papa? And they all went, out, went around and said so many beautiful things about my dad. But what made me crack up the most is that they just put my dad's info. Oh, yeah. They
0: put all the business, they put on all the
1: business out there. Yeah. So that just made me laugh so much. Uh, My dad gives us a a good kick, but we love you, Dad. Happy birthday. And um, uh, the second one made me think, um, I'm going to come back to that. But the one that moved me to tears um, of joy, I was actually on a Pacific Islander um, organization's panel yesterday with a bunch of amazing um, Pacific Islander leaders uh, throughout the nation, and it was held by um, APIA. And my girl, my sister Leilani Metz, um, she uh, she's a director of this, um, and she brought together all these different people. her and her team. It's not just her. Sorry if I'm doing a disservice, Leil, to to your organization. I need to get the right names, but. Um, what they did was they asked all the panelists to talk about how they created organizations for the community. And then the people in the audience were students who were in college that are aspiring to do this, or just they're in college and wanting to learn about what it means to, try, to, to trust in your passion, your purpose, and how to follow that. And I was moved to tears because I got vulnerable about a, a piece of, of that um, sharing. They asked, you know, what were some challenges that people, um, that people do to you and one of them was oftentimes I have to give people reasons why I do the work for Pacific Islanders and and Sinead knows this because I was talking to her about just how to unfold this information for people to care and a lot of it is data but our data shows we're such a small percentage so how do I make that matter Um, but I talked to him about how vulnerable I was with um, do I leave my full-time career to do this full-time or do I stay here so I just kind of got a little choked up um my miss nola's over here spilled again on herself
0: if you're gonna come over here you gotta be um, in the
1: show the second the other thing that made me think be in the show this week i think Hello? was um sure. the thing that made me think this week was my daughters um uh, it's it's challenging it is a challenge and, and i don't care how good of an educator how strong a parent you are to manage between being a parent um, working and being a wife and all those, those roles, and then trying to be good at it, man, it takes a lot of critical thinking. Um, I think that one of the biggest things was talking to the girls uh, because they're getting on each other's nerves. <laughs> Everybody's getting on each other's nerves. And it's really how to value this time together. And um, so, yeah, that made me critically think. Just Mila and Nola just really pushing me to uh, be, be intentional about my time and not get so caught up in trying to get everything done.
0: Yeah, speaking of time, we're supposed to spend one or two minutes <laughs> on these. I talk uh, too
1: much. I but know. that's
0: okay. You know, that's why we do this. The, the people get who we are.
1: Okay, and you got to do yours quick then.
0: Mine are quick. Uh, the first thing that made me laugh was um had students. They are hilarious seeing their in-home personalities. They they are comfortable. They are having a blast, those that are tuning in and checking in. Um, shout out to one of my students, Ralph, who's just chilling. Outside on the patio, keeping it all the way 100. I won't say the things he said or was doing, uh, but he just brought a big smile and and you know maybe missed the classroom, but also mm. made me appreciate the fact that now I'm in his world. So he he's taking a, a bit of a lead on that. Um, one thing that made me think was uh, Mila is learning probability. And for some reason, I wasn't too good at that. I missed that whole part. And so now, just having to go through that with her yeah. and uh, learn you know, basic things such as more likely, less likely, outcomes. I mean, these are words that I use as sociologists all of the time, right, right. but I had to learn them in grad school. And now kind of getting like the very, very, very foundation of it's like, oh god, this is so, what? why did I not know this? How much did I struggle? How much did I have to teach myself over and over again to, to learn stats, read graphs in a certain way that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. when if I just would have paid attention in the third grade to this, <laughs> You know, I would have got it. I would've Like got Mila,
1: it. pay attention to this because right. it will come back. Yeah,
0: I wanted to be a journalist. Ah, uh, who cares about all this math yeah, stuff? I ended yeah. up in sociology. It was like, oh, gosh, what is this graph exactly saying? Right?
1: And you turned to one of your, your co- and I ca- colleagues. And I called
0: one of my colleagues, Dr. Levine. I said, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, break this down. I think I was doing that more for me to see how he would break <laughs> it down to a third grader yes. and, and, you know, get that like, I, I need you to explain it at a low level. <laughs> But I need you to be the smart way, so like we can both get it. So yeah. Dr. levy was real helpful with that. And um, the thing that has moved me to close to move me to tears of joy is actually last night we just had a good time playing blackjack, and I realized oh that I may gosh, or yes. may not have been teaching them how to gamble. But <laughs> you know,
1: using actual poker chips, y'all. We did use poker. Sorry, mom and dad. He um, was teaching them how to use poker money. Chips. It
0: wasn't money. It was just chips. Mila was but uh you know it's that we never would have done that i never would have been able to just sit down and play a card game with them and spend that time and you know it's just something that we'll be able to connect and for me it's about teaching her skills and things that as she becomes an adult um she's comfortable doing things so that she doesn't feel um that she has to do them. She doesn't feel forced to do them, right? Mm-hmm. So if she knows how to play 21, she knows how to go to, uh, you know, she knows how to play a card game. Then when she turns 21, 25, 30, she's going to Vegas. She's like, I know what to do. I know how to play. I can get there. So she's not wilding out and being reckless. And, and then using probability
1: to and help being her. manipulated. <laughs> no, I'm not going to teach her how to
0: card count. Although some, <laughs> someone in the family does know how to card count. I will not say who, because they still have the power to whoop my body. <laughs> that is, uh, that is our teacher check-in, our educator check-in,